Um, this is the first episode of the Adam Lou Show. Um, I named the show after myself because I'm vain and I want my name out there. Um, we're gonna pick a different topic each episode, and um, yeah, basically talk about a different topic each episode. <laughs> and this week we're gonna talk about photography, and I'm joined by. Alex Fan, um, what's your Instagram, Alex? Hey guys, what's up? Uh, my Instagram is actually Fanatic. Um, my last name is Fan. I just thought that would be a little cheesy but cool, but it's spelled P H V N A T I C. Um, the V was like an upside down A, but you know, there's no upside down A, so I just put V in and it looks cool. So yeah. And, and yeah, we're going to be talking about photography um, this episode, just the basics, you know, just like, you know, what someone new would want to know about the topic and like maybe what would be practical for them to know. And Alex has taught me uh, almost everything that I know about photography. And so, I mean, I think what everyone would like to know from iPhone, people just use iPhones to maybe even like, people who have like fancy cameras, like is composition. So like how you compose, like how you, where you put the subject in the photo and everything. So Alex, what, how would you, what's a base, the basic rules of composition? Um, so basically there's like a, there's a bunch of rules of composition actually. Um, there's not, never necessarily just a rule. Like you can always, you know, some rules over generations have been broken and, you know, new, new things have come out of it. But basically like there's like rule of thirds, um, there's subject line in the middle, subject on the left, subject on the right. But basically like what you want to do for composition is you just want to like frame the subject to the point where like it catches the viewer's eye. Mm. So the whole point of photography is like, you know, if you take a picture and like no one knows what they're looking at, then like you kind of lost your purpose there. Like you kind of want to use all these techniques like leading lines, um, shadows, lights, um, color even works, mm. um, um, posing position works to the point where you open the picture up and you, you look directly at the subject and be like, okay, this is really cool. Like that's exactly what I'm looking for. But if you know, if you got people going in like, okay, I see the sky, I see the ocean, I see a person, I don't know exactly <laughs> what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? Like I know what you, mean. you basically just want to like be able to tell a story. That's like yep. my best advice. And know? rule of thirds, can you take us through what that is? Yeah. So basically rule of thirds, you have three columns basically. Um, you know, this line, right down the middle um, up to each two and then r lines running through in the middle horizontally. You basically, it like, I don't really use rule of thirds that much. I just put that in my camera to like actually like help me frame where mm -hmm. I want things to be. So like if I want the subject to be on the left, like the left column, um, I'll have her or him there. You know what I mean? But, but I mean, why, why would you want a subject in the left column or the right column? Well, like, it depends. Like if you want the subject in the left and you have like an environment on the right, you know what I mean? So mm. let's say like there's a person there and then you got like a whole street or a building. Mm. Like mainly you're looking at the person first though. Cause like, first of all, composition, they're closest. Yep. You know, um, well we visually, I wish we can have an example of this, but basically you just want left to right. It doesn't matter as long as like you're able to tell the story of what's going on. Uh, I got um, you. But yeah. rule of thirds. Okay. So you want to like, the rule goes right like if you pose a subject in that like area like it may draw the uh viewer's eyes to that area exactly. correct yeah based okay. on based on what environment you're working with yeah though. you know if it works for that environment do it you know some environments work where you put them on the right side that's fine sometimes right in the middle um or sometimes you just cut them in half like basically you just got to play around it's like an art photography yep. is an art it is an art you know it, what i mean and it's so. not just centering like because i think i think everyone just like, I mean, if you're just the beginning, you try to just center the subject, yeah, right? Like, yeah. like if you're, if you're out and someone like, uh, gives you your, their iPhone, like, Oh, can you take a picture of my family? You just try to center them. Right. But it's a, like the composition. There's a lot more to it than just centering well, the subject. There's nothing wrong with centering. I think, yeah. I think centering goes all the way back to minimalism itself, where there's like just one subject. Like, let's say, 
hypothetically, I wish this was a situation, but let's say you have a car in like the Utah flats, right? You know, mm. everything's all flat. Ooh. Everything's like, you know, all the mountains in the background, you put the car right in the middle. Uh, that's 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 perfect right there you know i think that's i think that's the best composition for that situation whose movies are super symmetrical well like wes anderson films oh super symmetrical um like wes anderson films right like if you see them like they're they're, it's like it's like just super balanced like you have the subject in the middle and then like everything's super balanced so like you you can center but like just like play around with it right yeah basically like you you don't need to stick to one style i mean if that's your style go for it but i'm saying like you know whatever you find works for you and whatever finds like whatever you find that works for your type of storytelling okay i got you and just real quick let's let's do the situation thing again so sure sure you're on the street, okay, right. and this really cute girl or guy, if all you're right. a girl watching this, comes by and says, "Oh, can you take this picture of me and my friends?" Yeah. Um, and where are they? And where are they? okay? So let's say you're in NYC, right? You're in Times Square, okay, and you, you're like right in the middle of Times Square with the bright lights. You know, you know, we were there, right? And yeah. then, how would you compose that photo to impress this other to person? To impress that person. So are we talking iPhone here? Or iPhone or? here. She iPhone. just has an okay, iPhone. Okay, so maxim- you, iPhones are great because, first of all, they fit in your pocket and they have a bunch of zoom levels <laughs> that you can do. iPhones, honestly, guys, best camera you can have like, <laughs> to bring with you. Not even yep. joking. Mm, best okay. camera you can okay. have. Okay. So basically in this situation, um, so if you want like to capture the entire thing, I'd go a little wide, You know, get all the lights, get them in it. But if you want to go a little... Um, more personal, you know, zoom all the way in, have them like, you know, sit up and then take it from a lower angle. Oh, and a lower angle. Because you, oh. you, can, you can maximize, well, not maximize, but you can visually tell the story and how big the buildings are, ah. you know, compared to the subject. Uh, so you would shoot it at a lower angle, have them yeah. look down at it. And not, like, not, too, not too low, but I would have them like, you know, where it shows that the buildings are higher than them. Like ah. it places the buildings as the, like the main, like, you know, the big subjects of the picture. But you know, keep their chins up always. That's always a tip. Tip, guys, if you're if you're shooting from below, always tell them to keep their chins up. Why is that? Because you don't want double chin. Oh. Yeah. So have their chin up. Look, they can look right down at you. It looks more pleasing. And, and you were telling me this the other day, like don't cut them off at the limbs, right? Yeah, because like I told Adam not to cut anyone off at the limbs. Well, this is like post crop, and when you compose your pictures, it's because like they kind of look like they're limbless. Mm. You know, try to cut them at like forearm, um, thigh. That's fine. Just don't do knees. Don't do wrists. So don't cut um, them off. Don't do elbows. Yeah. You know? I've done that a bunch of times. Cut them off at, yeah, the, at the knee. No worries, man. That's just that just makes a pick. If you go online, anyone everyone says that. Uh, okay. Mainly for, for portrait photographers, that's what they'll say. And if you have a professional camera, like you shoot vertically too, right? That could help with the portraits, right? Depends. Depends. Um, I shoot a variety of both. Um, horizontally and vertically it just depends basically mm. I, I like I like mainly shooting horizontally but for vertically if you want like maximum resolution and crop for like you know Instagram or social media I would shoot like vertically uh, see that see that's what most of our viewers yeah, probably plus, yeah plus like you know mostly people who do this for fun if you're scrolling on Instagram for example the vertical pictures are much bigger so it, it uh, kind of gives people more of a chance to stop and yeah look. you know it's easier for them to see yeah. Instagram's a hard place to show off your photos though, because you crop it a lot too, right? And it's like, you know, sometimes the quality doesn't always show up on the phone. Yeah. I mean, you know, just go on Lightroom, whatever you do, um, figure out what the resolution you need is, put that on, you know, crop four by five if you need to. That's mainly what I do for vertical portraits. I do four by five and then um horizontally I either do square or four by five. I think sixteen by nine is too small. Mm, I think okay. that's for especially for a phone, if you look in, you're gonna have to zoom and mm. like it pixelates anyway. So Mm. I mean, usually I don't really just post. I post just for fun on social media. Sure, but, sure, you know, sure. you want your work to look the best it can. Of course. Of course. Like always, you know, like that, would, 
always just irritate me if I'm like it's a little too blurry, you know. So yeah, me too, me too. Yeah, absolutely. And, and okay, so we brought you know I know the viewers can't see this, yeah, but yeah, we yeah. we brought our cameras with us, our fancy right. cameras. You know, I have my Sony. Alex has a Fujifilm and a Leica camera. So there. What's the difference between these brands, between I between all the brands? You know what I'm saying? Like each each one has a different look, correct? And like when people are looking to shop for a new camera, let's say, yeah. like what what do you think they should consider with each of these brands? Um, so in terms of brands, I think for the money you pay, they all can do a great job. Personally, it's just like they're each brand does have a strength over the other. I have to admit, I have used many cameras in the yeah, past. And go, like, um, take us through what the main brands are. Yeah, so mainly the main brands for right now for full frame, let's talk full frame. Um, we can do 35 What does full frame mean? Just so. so full frame is the size of the sensor, guys. So full frame indicates that it's the same as 35 millimeter and 35 millimeter is a traditional um, film camera size mm -hmm. back in the day until now. So that's like the sensor size you want. And then down from that, you have APS-C, which is known as crop format, mm. which replicates APS-H film, mm. which is also film, but you know, smaller sensor. And then you have medium format, which is bigger than full frame and very expensive, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so not something we can talk about because no. I don't think I can afford it. Not yet, you know, not yet. Right now. As of right now, no, it's, it's not on the list. <laughs> but the, you, you said 35 millimeters, so that's how far the subject appears from the lens, right? Like No, in, terms of, in terms of 35 millimeter, that's like this is, that's just the size of the film okay. they use for sensors. That's why they call full frame 35 millimeter because it's it's based on the size of the film that I used back in the day, and people uh, just take that term and call full frame 35 okay, millimeter. Okay, I got you. But yeah. like, go. I mean, focal length of lenses, right? So we got 16 millimeter, 35. Well, like, what is, what does that mean? Yeah. So basically, um, it's just like how the the lenses um, react to the sensor you put on. So the smaller the number, the wider it's going to be. Um, the bigger the number, you know, the closer it's going to be, and the more compressed. The subject's going to be that means like the background's going to be appearing closer to the subject mm. than like a 60 mil mm. like an 80 let's do 85 versus 35. Mm. so 85 is that's like known as a telephoto range already the subject you take with an 85 they're going to look a lot bigger and the background's going to appear to be very much closer to them that's mm. called compression mm. um if you do it on 35 millimeter you know the subject is not going to be as close and you're going to have more of like an environmental like friendly portrait mm. 85 so, is a little more intimate in my opinion yeah so like 85 is good for like headshots right yeah like, headshots yeah. um I, I know a lot of concert photographers use 85 mm. they just stick to one prime you know um that's it's it's just a great focal length in general to have and like i, I my the first lens i got was a 16 and that was really good for like landscapes 24 is great for everything yeah. mainly for video it's great if you needed like an all-around um lens just for video work 24 is great like, and it's a wide angle too so you get a lot of things in yeah. the frame okay Absolutely. cool so but back to the brands we did get sidetracked a little bit yeah so, no worries no worries so the main ones we got fujifilm sony yep. canon Nikon, Nikon, and then Le is Leica even still a main one? I or? would say Leica is. So you have Leica, you have so Leica. So right now we're gonna talk on um, very premium um, camera brands. So we have Leica, and then we have Hasselblad. Mm. Those are the I main brands. Hasselblad is mainly medium format now. Um, mm. Fuji is great. Um, Fuji actually does not produce any full frame cameras. Huh. So surprisingly, they have APS-C and then they jump right into medium format. And the reason why is because they don't want their cameras to cannibalize each other. So if you have an if they have APS-C full frame and medium format in terms of business wise, people would just probably buy the full frame 
You know ah. what I mean? So if they, they they do that on purpose. So you're like, you know, APC, APSC is for like enthusiasts or people who want to carry a lightweight. And then medium formats for, you know, bigger studio, bigger landscape work. And then so wait, they have medium products. format and APSC, yep, but no full frame. But no, oh. Every other camera brand, though, has APSC and full frame. But mm. Fuji has APSC and full frame. They're very known for. For like they're very well made um, full frame, um, excuse me, medium format cameras. And full frame, it just shows more. Like the sensor shows more, right? It doesn't. Like, it doesn't show more. It's just that's the sensor size you get. Okay. Okay. You know, it's basically we're we're talking about like like sensor size. Like it's not like per, so. Whenever people talk about sensor size, they think it's like point of view. Yeah. It, that's that is the easier way to understand it. But just think about sensor size okay it's that you have one sensor that is bigger than the other no but if i have a crop frame like like and yeah. i have a 35 like it showed like the picture would show it, it would it would actually be a 50 right because the because the picture would show less you know what i'm saying like like yeah. it, it would be cropped but if i have a full frame like it would be a wider so it angle, would it right? would be cropped and i'm yeah. doing air quotes right now like yeah. that's you know that's 1.5 times so people call it a crop frame but i just like to call APS-C full frame okay and each one you. is different so let's say you have a 16 mil lens on a yeah. APS-C camera so on APS-C that is 16 millimeters uh, but if you do a full frame equivalent of that that's 24 millimeters uh okay i yeah. got you so basically just do it based on the sensor size that you have but usually everyone references full frame it's just you know if you're good at math do it uh. <laughs> if you're not really good at math and you're a little slow, it's going to take you some time. But uh. yeah. But full frame, like a lot of professional photographers use. Like I remember, you know, I I tried to get a couple of weddings to do for myself, and like they wanted people wanted like a full frame camera, right? Because like I don't know, like it's just kind of expected of you if you're a professional. So like if you if you do want to do professional photography and you do want to do work, you do kind of want you do want that full frame camera, right? I wouldn't say necessarily. Um, I think people just a lot of people prefer full frame because that's like the industry standard, and mm. then like also full frame is just good in general for getting low light, fast action, like great like detailed images. Okay. Um, I have seen people do a lot of work using APS-C cameras, um, especially on YouTube. Hmm. Sometimes you really can't, the thing is like, if you put two pictures side by side, you take an APS-C camera and a full frame, same event, right? Same, let's just do similar focal length. So um, for APS-C, you're gonna use a 35 mil lens. That's, hmm. and then for full frame, you're gonna use a 50 mil lens. So both cameras and lenses are gonna give you the same perspective. If you put them side by side, put them online and have someone you know inspect them chances are the regular person <laughs> will not spot the difference i don't even think i can spot the difference huh. honestly so basically i think gear just depends on what you really need for that job so i don't see spending an extra two thousand dollars if you don't really need it you know what i mean i see what you're saying yeah for sure and so, oh were you gonna say something no no i'm just i'm, I'm just waiting for you man <laughs> <laughs> so and and in terms of editing i know a lot of people use filters you know stuff yeah, like yeah, that Instagram. absolutely but it's always better to get the picture right the first time and then enhance it in there post production. i have taught you well yeah. yes <laughs> i think well in terms of editing i think people are just way too focused on editing more than taking a good picture themselves. Mm. So I feel like the most important thing you need to do, guys, is just take a good picture in general. If it looks good without editing, you have taken a great picture. Mm. But editing just adds, like, I guess it just adds, like, the artistic style to it, you know? Just like, you know how painters over the years, everyone's completely different. Like, you got Van Gogh, yeah. Picasso, you know, they're all doing the same thing. They're painting, yeah. but they use different, like, colors, textures, sure. tones, you know? That's exactly the same thing with photography. You use different colors, 
textures, tones to like portray how different you are from everyone else. Mm-hmm. So, so and so the, yeah, that's a good point. So just get the picture right and then enhance it in post. Absolutely. And in terms of lighting, it's always a general thumb. It's always best to f- um, take pictures at golden hour, right? Yeah, golden hour. Um, sunrise is great too. Anytime you have a sun over like a horizontal horizon, because that lights the easiest to manipulate and work with. Like if you have like a harsh afternoon light where it's like directly above you, you know, that's almost impossible to get like different contrasts and shadows, different um, different soft lightings where mm. you want. Cause like if, if, let's say you take a picture in harsh lighting of a portrait, you know, you go in post, it's gonna be almost impossible to mm. recover that. Like mm. all that like what? the highlight detail that you can- Yeah, lose. like the face is gonna be blotched out, Exactly, right? yeah. yeah. You're gonna have to either go to Photoshop or you know, just go out and retake the pictures again. Yeah, and you don't so want to retake I those pictures. do not recommend that at all. I mean, if you honestly, if you can work with it, by all means, everyone's <laughs> different, go for it. I'm just going to save time and just not do that. But let's so. say they are in a harsh light. Let's say it's an afternoon. I'm just out. Like, like it's, it, and you're in that situation, it's best to find places that are like shadow, like where there's some shadows, where there's some like some things to like diffuse that light, right? Yeah, well, you want like, yeah, I would say diffuse it. Like, this is like harsh lighting, but if you go yeah. golden hour, I don't think you really need it in general. But, you know, um, if you're going to shoot harsh lighting, I would recommend you do it in a city. Because mm. you have a lot of buildings to create shadows and, you know, alleys to work with. That's just, I've shot a bunch of street photography, harsh lighting in the city, and that's much better than shooting it on a beach, for example. Yeah, okay. I- you have a lot of different shadows and different dark areas to work with. Oh, uh, I see. Okay. And it's, it's just not good to shoot it like directly in that harsh sunlight. Absolutely not. Okay. I got so you. I, that's just personal opinion. If you disagree, it's fine. I just, I just don't think it's a good idea. It's a waste of time. And you're not a much of a user of like artificial lighting, right? Um, it depends on the situation. I don't really like using um, like just like a lot of like studio flashes and stuff because I just don't think it looks, it just looks way too, this sounds ironic, but it looks way too digital. Hmm. For me, like I, I like to use like on camera mount flashes, but then I wouldn't flash them directly. I'd either bounce the light off the roof mm. or sometimes you can flash them directly. It just, it looks, it looks way better if you edited them correctly because it just looked like flash grainy posts, yeah, like, like post film. You know what I mean? I got you. But you know, like you. back in the day when people used to shoot flashes on film cameras. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That's kind of what I wanted to emulate. That's the only time I would use a flash though. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I was just with, I mean, with that wedding whatever but like some the the photographer i was with he used like a flash to like bounce the bounce like light off of the bride's like dress yeah and like this was during nighttime so like it kind of had this look where like it was kind of like a spotlight showing on the two the bride and the groom like in the middle of the night it it was it wasn't a bad look but like yeah that was that was kind of an example of someone using um studio or artificial lighting there but yeah i mean it, it was pretty interesting it wasn't a bad look i thought i think it could have been better you think so? Yes, because if he's bouncing the light off of her dress, though, yeah, like how is he lighting both of them up? Like it would make more sense if he was bouncing light off of like a bat, like a white background. because uh. if he's lighting it up on the dress, I think only one person's getting lit up and the other person isn't. Hmm. So by all means, I'm not saying he doesn't know what he's <laughs> doing. I just think there were there are much smarter approaches to doing this. <laughs> work harder, not work smarter, not harder, guys. <laughs> yeah, he had me hold like the flash behind them and everything. I didn't really know what was going on. But yeah. yeah, yeah, he had like t- toward her, and he, then he yeah. he had me bounce it off. Of her. I, I think know. like if we're going back to the basics and stuff, I think like a lot of people think they're good when they're really not. <laughs> Um, like, I'm not trying to be like rude in any way. I just think it's nice to give criticism. Like, I think some, like even myself, I give myself a lot of criticism. I don't think I'm the best. 
I really don't. He's very good. I, I mean, I always tell him he's way. very good, but I don't like, think I'm good. So I'm just saying, like, there are a lot of people out there who say, like, "Oh, I'm the best. You can't tell me otherwise." You know what I yeah. mean? That's a little. That's an attitude not to have during True. like any kind of artwork that you do. Yeah, and we're yeah. gonna end it on like always be open to improvement. Absolutely. You know? Well, always be improvement. Well, open to improvement. You know, some constructive mm-hmm. criticism mm-hmm. that's like mm-hmm. the thing i wouldn't say feedback i'd say constructive criticism it's tough to that. hear sometimes but it's true oh it is it's it's, it's like sometimes you don't want to hear that but mm. you know that's how we learn yep exactly so it's improving from our mistakes and yep that's the first episode alex plug yourself real quick absolutely here we go no no plug plug yourself oh, like plug you know, myself? <laughs> but yeah that too but plug your yeah instagram you know oh plug my instagram yeah, yeah. you guys you guys can follow me um at phv N-A-T-I-C. And, and then, yeah. P-H-V-N-A-T-I-C. And then you can follow me. I think my username on Instagram is AdamLee22. My website's AML dash. Don't forget the dash, folks. Creative.com. That was the cheapest domain on GoDaddy. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that was the, this is the first episode. Um, it should be on Spotify. Maybe I can get it on Apple Podcasts or something. But yeah, thank you. And this is a blessing. I hope you all enjoy. And um, oh yeah, Venmo me. Um, or something like that. I don't know. Oh, honestly, guys, honestly, this this sounds crazy. But if you want to help me and Adam on a, like a little journey, and you're feeling a little kind, just just shoot us a Venmo um, <laughs> or a cash dollar, or whatever, Zell, dollar, whatever you want, two dollars, two dollars. <laughs> just go on my Instagram, DM me if you're willing to help. Um, I'll be sure to give you a shout out. And you know, karma karma goes both ways. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. All right, guys. Have a good one.